Thomas Carruthers. I'm Will Agatha. And it is the moment we've all been waiting for in this series. Is this the episode of least joy? Wow. Um, I know well, you weren't a big fan of Merrily We Roll Along. No. Um, I don't know. I think we'll have a, a good time chatting. We'll have a good time talking about it. But yeah. I don't yeah. know what it is. It's, it's lots and lots of little things, isn't it? It's the fact that Sondheim let it happen that I'm most annoyed about. He is. He is. So he's on the behind the scenes featurettes. I've, I obviously watched it all. And he's not as exuberant and passionate as he is about Sweeney. But he is nice and he is nice about everybody. You're, just, you're not. You're just nice. <laughs> He is, he is just nice about everybody. And so is James Lapine. James Lapine wrote the screenplay and, and is involved. Mm. And, you know, seems seems happy with the products. They all love Rob Marshall. And I get it. He seems to be a very lovable person. His, uh, um, his energy is, you know, very infectious. Um, he, he's infectious. <laughs> no, he's... He seems to be a really, really passionate and good guy. And Chicago is excellent. And his work on the stage is also very good. He um, choreographed and then later directed um, the Sam Mendes Cabaret. Um, uh, the, you know, the sexy one with Alan Cumming and Jane Horrocks and everything's realistic now. And now every and now every production of Cabaret is just a version of that. Yeah. <laughs> um, but let's just look at these I think it's five films he's made do you remember the last film he made well I'll give you a clue it's another musical and it Rob stars Marshall. say again Rob Marshall Rob Marshall yeah. it's another musical and it's got two people from this movie in um two people from the movie uh I'm gonna guess Anna Kendrick no no, no I know exactly what it is it's the prom. No, it's not the prom. They're not the prom. No, good guess. Good guess. Um, no, that only had Meryl. 
Oh my God, it did, didn't it? Oh no. He played an outrageous game, man. He did, he did. It was just quite offensive. The the best bit was when he said, I'm as gay as a bucket of wigs, baby. I thought, this is not the right. (laughs) This is not correct. Um, (laughs) I think my, this is the, that's one of the only reviews where my mum read. And uh, my comment was, you know, the problem here isn't that James Corden isn't gay. The problem is that he's awful. We don't need to list. Yeah. <laughs> we don't need to list the litany of, of, of straight people uh, who have played gay roles of sympathy and quality. Um, and then my mum said, you, can't, you shouldn't be so mean. You shouldn't be so mean in these reviews, because if you do become an actor, they might look back. If you worked with me, I don't know. Robert De Niro. I'm, I'm working with Robert De Niro. Do you think he's going to flick back? Have I, have I reviewed a new release De Niro? Yeah. First day of set, hey, Tom, Tom, yeah, I read your review of... Uh, Mr. Dev. Of Mrs. Harris goes to Paris. And, uh, yeah, it's... Uh, I, yeah, no, I don't... Uh, Leslie, I love Leslie. Um, no, you're getting... I'm going to say some other people who are in this movie, okay. and this is this goes goes to show to what extent it's you know like completely forgotten. Um, Emily Mortimer, Ben Wishaw, Colin Firth, Julie Walters, Angela Lansbury, David Warner. Uh, Lin Manuel Miranda. Oh, oh, I've got it. I've got it. Yeah, <laughs> Mary Poppins Returns. Mary Poppins Returns. Have you thought about Mary Poppins Returns since two thousand and eighteen? Well, we uh, we watched it on Christmas Day last year during our Christmas dinner. We always have like a whatever. Okay, that's yeah. That I can see that. I can see that. Yeah. That's a good choice. Yeah. Um, wasn't Colin Firth bad? Wasn't that the twist? Was like Colin Firth yeah, such a lovely man? Evil, evil yeah. Colin Firth. <laughs> wasn't well, that also the twist in Before I Go to Sleep? Yeah. <laughs> and in Tinker Tailor Soldier Spy, they've done the whole thing of Colin Firth so nice he could never be the person. A few too many times now. Um, so he also directs Into the Woods, which we'll talk about. Um, opens his career on in film directing Chicago. Does he win Best Director? Chicago. Um, it, no. No, it won. It, I know it won Best Picture. Catherine Zeta wins Best Actress. Uh, wins Best. Wins Best Costume. Best Editing. Uh, best Sound. Um, no, he lost. Oh, who was it to? Oh, I hate. Two thousand and three. Let's have a look. Who won the two thousand and three Best Actor? Best Director Award. 2003, best director. Um, anyway, the moral of the story is is that he can... Oh, Roman Polanski for The Pianist. Um, one of our other great directors of musicals. Tons of oh, and, and that must mean Adrian Brody won. Adrian Brody over John C. Riley. What a travesty. No. Um, <laughs> um, up in a crowd. <laughs> I've shown you before the... Will Ferrell and Jack Black, um, yes. a comedian at the Oscars, the saddest man in town. And then John C. Riley pops up and he goes, Jack, Bl- John C. Riley. 
<laughs> I chose to be in both Boogie and Talladega Nights. What do you think of Talladega Nights? Don't like it. I don't either. No. I guess it's because it's not our culture. Yeah, it's all NASCAR in it. Yeah, we've yeah, I guess. Um Memoirs of a Geisha is his next film, 2005. Um, hit book, he directs that. I have heard anybody talk about that film ever, so that can't be a good sign. He directs another musical in 2009, Will, starring Penelope Cruz, Nicole Kidman, Judy Dench, Sophia Loren, Kate Hudson, Fergie, and Marion Cotillard. How many women did I just name? Seven. Nine. Have you ever seen Nine, Will? Oh, is it a... Is it a... That's the name of the film. Oh, oh okay. Nine with uh, Daniel Day-Lewis. Oh, no. no. don't know that one. What's wrong with Daniel Day-Lewis? Oh, no, no. I, I like Daniel. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> uh, yeah, nine's, Nine has good moments, but is, uh, yeah, frequently... Um, yeah. Shit. <laughs> yeah, frequently bad, yeah. Um, and then, yeah, uh, Pirates of the Caribbean on Stranger Tides. I didn't even know I directed that. I watched uh, the Chuckle Brothers when they were both still kicking about. Came to Wakefield Theatre Royal and did um, Pirates of the Caribbean in Stranger's Tights. Oh, that's good. That's yeah. pretty funny. Yeah, yeah. Good. Um, we were both in Pirates of the Caribbean, were I oh, know your sister uh, was. Jess was. Oh, yes, yes. I often confuse Will's girlfriend with his sister. No, <laughs> hopefully Will doesn't. But <laughs> Terrible. So this is the thing, isn't it? Without a shadow of a doubt, Chicago's his best film. Oh, yeah, yeah. There's just no, there's just no question at it's all. It's a good one to have his best film. It's a, it's a great film. It's a great film. Yeah. Um, yes, Into the Woods, on the other hand, um, I don't know. Do you want to talk about other casting possibilities now or later? No, we'll do it later because it's going to depress you so badly. Thank you. Um, so directed by Rob Marshall, James Lapine does do the script. Um, from an early point, there is a leak that says that uh, there are huge script rewrites from the original and that a lot of the songs are gone. Now, Sundime and Lapine then came out and said, no, that's not true. But it is kind of true. true. <laughs> We've talked about this before, about the... I mean, will the first one be out? No, it won't, actually. This is the first time we'll talk about something and it still won't be out yet. But the choice of the, the press release of them announcing that Wicked's going to be two movies because you, they can't tell the story of Wicked in two and a half hours when... In Tokyo, London, Broadway, <laughs> all over the world, it is told in two and a half hours successfully every single night, <laughs> and twice on twice on Saturdays, and to trim half an hour of this, but then add new things in. It somehow feels longer as well. It somehow feel I don't know. It, it this is the thing. I you can't say. It's that cutting all of the songs is the problem with the film. It doesn't help, but there are just so many little things. Um, I think it's... I know you disagree with me on what I'm about to say, 
But I think Little Shop of Horrors is one of the best um, musical to film adaptations of all time. You disagree because you're so close to the show because you were Seymour. And so... No, I, I don't disagree. I, li- I like the film very much. Yeah. And I think that and West Side Story, I've always said, a great musical to film adaptations because the... Oliver. Oliver's great. Because the intermission, but less so Oliver on this point, is that the oh. intermission kind of gets in the way. Like Little Shop of Horrors, you with without an intermission, you remove the fact that you lose your best character. <laughs> and... Yeah, no, you need the inter you and then it lets the tension in, it rides through and it rides through. Same with West Side Story, moving Krupke around and all that sort of stuff. Let's it be a beautiful yeah. two and a half hours just like straight through. It's great. And this as a piece of theatre is incredibly and constructed to be in two acts without a shadow of a doubt. And we you you obviously can't have two acts in a movie. Um, or you can, and you can make that point, but that would never work either. When you think of Into the Woods as a failure, Will, what's the first thing that comes to your mind? Into the Woods as a failure? Um, what, the movie? Yeah, the movie, yeah. yeah. Um, I want to say James Corden, because that's the obvious thing to go to, but I think it... Um, it, it, it is the structure... It just feels off. It does. And there's something, again, I've got lots and lots of little things, but overall I can't pinpoint. Yeah, I think James Corden is actively bad in this film, along with um, most other people. In mm, the I don't know. I don't think Emery Bunt's at her best in this. No, she's not really. And she was the, like, she... Did she win the Golden Globe or she was at least nominated? Meryl gets an Oscar nomination for Best Supporting Actress for this film. Yes. Wow. Wow. They must have been running low. Well, they they love they love Meryl, don't they? I mean, let's not forget her Best Actress nominated performance, Florence Foster Jenkins. (laughs) You know. That was a great film. Great great film. (laughs) The second movie where she dies of syphilis. Great you. (laughs) Yeah. Great you. Yeah, Hugh just being a, a cat and letting she just lets him go out anyway. Bizarre film, um, but uh, Stephen Frears again. Stephen Frears either directs the best movies or the worst movies. What was this last? What movie did I watch the other week? Directed oh, The Lost King. Mm. Not good. Sorry, well. I oh, heard it shits on the academic staff at Leicester University. <laughs> yes, I did. <laughs> the guy is an absolute villain. And then I thought, oh, this can't be real. And then I looked up the picture and he looked, they've cast the most lookalike guy to this poor college university <laughs> professor. Uh, yeah, poor, poor Leicester University. Uh, no, we're with Steve. We're with Steve. We love Steve. And he says it's true. So we'll go for that. Um. Stephen and James Lapine are very positive about Rob Marshall. And I do think, for the most part, on the surface level, he's a good choice. But then, in this film, I think many of the songs are shot terribly. Every song is shot with this sort of... Because the problem is is that so many of them are solos and are solos on an empty stage. And you can't really 
do much think, shove. I think Zemeckis should have done it. Oh, but, but would live, he have live? But live, but would he have done it live? He wouldn't have done it live. Will has Zemeckis ever directed a musical? No, Polar Express. Uh, well, I mean, yeah, sure. Beowulf. There's a lot of. <laughs> um, yeah. Okay. All right. I'll. Yeah. I can maybe see it. Um, but I, I, I don't know. Well, I, we know what the best option is, and I'll tell you later. Sorry. Um, Gordon. The minute he starts talking on these behind-the-scenes featurettes, he annoys me. It takes someone like Rob to grab grab it. That He's talking about bringing into the woods to the film, to screen, by the way. Um, and uh, so this is what he says. It takes someone like Rob to grab it by the scruff of the neck and say, this is how we're going to do it. Just incredibly annoying individual. Has he ever been good? Has he ever been History Boys? History Boys, and Smithy. Spacey. Yeah. yeah. Apparently, he was very good in One Man. Yeah. No, he was. Yeah. Did you not watch it when they did it over COVID? Uh, no, I didn't. I watched yeah. uh, the University of Sheffield do it. Ah. Was yeah. it that also critically acclaimed? Did they do the the terrible thing of the audience, the people being in the audience? Except it wouldn't have worked because you know the people. Yeah. <laughs> um, in earlier drafts, here's some. Here's some. We'll talk later about eighties and nineties casting. But for now, these are some people that were thrown about for this film. Earlier drafts, the narrator character, <laughs> IMDb, throwing them under the bus here. In earlier drafts, the essential narrator character from the original stage musical was still part of the story. These are a few people that they threw about. Jeremy Irons. Very nice. I, uh, I, I think uh, Ian McKellen would have been a great... Yeah. Ian McKellen's not mentioned here, but he would be excellent. And yeah. I'd love to see Ian McKellen do it live and see him be stately narrator, but also be Mysterious Man. Mm-hmm. And they wouldn't. I don't think they do that in this film. I mean, they cut him entirely. Jeffrey Rush, yeah. yeah James yeah. Earl Jones. Oh. Yeah. You know, it would have been great if they kept James Corden as the baker and had James Earl Jones <laughs> as his dad. Yeah. Son. <laughs> uh, John Cleese. No. Bit bumbling. Sir but, Michael Caine. Michael Caine, but I could see my. Um... John Cleese as Cinderella's father. No, the other guy from Python. Michael. Michael Palin. Michael Palin. Oh, he, that he would, would be, be lovely. That would be good. Yeah. Running away. Let's do it. Let's go to the Himalayas. Let's go to Iraq. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Michael Gambon. No, no. And uh, Alan Rickman. Sad, yes. There were even rumours about giving the role to a woman. Oh, no, um, <laughs> such as Julie Andrews or Angela Lansbury. So both Sondheim, you know, stalwarts, um, you know, and, and Disney favourites. Because let's, right, I've figured it out. It's a Disney movie, and this shouldn't be oh, a Disney movie. No. It's a Does, parody of a Disney movie. Doesn't it feel... It's it's like if Shrek was made by Disney. Well, <laughs> yeah. 
Can you imagine that? It's like it's like, yeah, it feels Disneyfied, especially come the end. Mm. I can understand maybe if you want to do the whole heightened Disney thing for the first hour and a half, and then it becomes the real second act of Into the Woods. That could work. I could see that. Yeah. But they don't. They're trying to do this realistic thing throughout. Well, not realistic, but kind of realistic. Um, here's some more casting. Originally, Chris Pine was Rapunzel's prince because they had somebody else as Cinderella's prince, Mr. Jake Gyllenhaal. Would have been I great. It, it would, would work yeah. the other way around still better. Uh, yeah, but you're not going to get Jake Gyllenhaal to take that role, are you? All right. <laughs> Uh, no, just like talking about names. I mean, yeah. poor Tracy Ullman, they get her for Jack's mother, but yeah. <laughs> Alan Cumming is the wolf. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, better than Johnny. Um oh, yeah. oh, uh, oh, we'll talk. I've got some great behind the scenes quotes. <laughs> I was um talking to Colleen Atwood and um talking about um, you know, I've only ever sung it. Movies twice and uh, Sondheim again. Um, <laughs> uh, Tina Fey auditioned for the role of Baker's wife. I can see it. Yeah. Uh, before Tracy Ulmer was cast as Jack's mother, Alison Janney and Kathy Bates were in talks for the role. Kathy Bates. Just get her in anything. Do it. Get her, get her in anything. The great Steve, uh, Steve Martin Oscars joke. Um in about Schmidt, Jack Nicholson got into a hot tub with a naked Kathy Bates, but hey, who hasn't? Um, <laughs> uh, here's some options for the baker. Now, I'm some of these are older than the others, and I think this is casting possibilities through the years, so I don't know. Matthew Broderick. Uh, no, I can I can see I can, it. I can see I that. Can I can see, see that. A Rob Marshall favourite. Richard Gere, no. John C. Riley. Uh, oh, I oh, think that could be good. Yeah. yeah. Neil Patrick Harris would have been great. Would have been better. He would have been a good wolf. Good wolf. Yeah, yeah. And a baker. Yeah, yeah, he would have been. He can do anything. Neil Patrick Harris is a very, very solid man. Colin Firth. No. Colin, can Colin Firth sing? Uh, Yes. In what? Mamma Mia. Oh, how did I forget? How did I forget? I recall. Oh, yes. He's not as good as in that same song. The flower power. power. <laughs> I was so happy we had met. <laughs> What's the name of the game? Does it mean anything? Hey, the grandmother got Sophie. Anyway. Um, more ham, no please. <laughs> Julie Walters as as Jack's mother. Yeah, that's not a casting. What if? But oh. like, why not? That would have been great. I think she'll be going back. I think she'd be a great narrator, actually. Oh yeah, yeah, I can see that. Dennis O'Hare and Jim Carrey. Wow, as the two princes. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be good. Yeah. <laughs> Um, when in negotiations to play Sally Bowles on Broadway uh, in Cabaret, which she did go on to do, Rob Marshall talked to Emma Stone for, for the role of... Who would you do? Um, She's... It's um, it's 2014, so it's two years before La La Land, if you're thinking of her age. Thank you. 
Um, I would I would go for Cinderella. She's got that feisty Cinderella. Yes, and that's what they wanted her for. But she turned it down because she didn't think she had the vocal range. This is before before she goes on to a Broadway stage to play Sally Bowles. Anyway, um, she jokingly asked Marshall if she could play Jack instead. Can we get over the whole thing of talking about how Sally Bowles shouldn't be able to sing? I'm sorry, I can't have this argument again. I, everyone's always like, you know, well, actually, Judy Dench wasn't the strongest singer. Yes, but she can still sing. Yeah. And, you know, and, and all this, you know, no, actually, Sally Bowles shouldn't be a good performer. Liza Minnelli changed it for the worse. I know. Musical. To help get the project green lit, uh, several actors green lit, uh, there was a table read. At this table read, um, I'm thinking, yeah, Corden's there as the baker. So they must have fallen for this guy very early on, which makes no sense to me. I, who, who, whose ransom, whose pictures of affairs does he have? <laughs> and why is he? I, does he think he is the Neil Patrick Harris of our time? Does say, he think? Say, after all of this, Neil Patrick Harris would have been the best option. Yes, I think age appropriate. I think well, he's he played him on the, in this uh, current yes. revival, didn't he? Um, Megan Hilty as Lucinda. We, uh, you've uh, you haven't watched Smash, have you? No, no, it's good. Uh, Alison Janney as Jack's mother. Um, as long as she plays it like I uh, like Tonya Harding's mother. Um, Anna Kendrick as Cinderella. I think they fell for her quite early on as well, and you can understand why she's absolutely, absolutely right. perfect. Yeah, she's um, and Patrick Wilson as Cinderella's prince. I like it. I like it. He's great as Raul. <laughs> he is. He is good as Raul. Um, did you see the tweets of Mini Driver? Somebody somebody tweeted saying, "As Mini Driver, are we going to finally say accept that Mini Driver uh, carried all the funds of the opera?" And then she retweeted and was like, "Thank God somebody said it." You know, these sometimes you've got to be able to just take things a little bit less seriously. All right, Mini. I think yes. there's, a, there's, a, there's one man who carried uh, Phantom. Listen! <laughs> so, the wonderful Simon Callow. Um, <laughs> it is. Simon Callow is wonderful. I think everybody's great. No, yeah. that's completely untrue. Gerard Butler, no. Oh, and I, think, I love Gerard Butler. Oh, well. That's great. That's Phantom. Oh, yeah. this is the... Oh, wait, no. This is what we found out last episode. You've never seen Phantom. And we're mm. going in March. I've forgotten yeah. already. Um, <laughs> right. Let's get into the film itself. Within literally the first line, something is off. Once upon a time, there lived a village on the edge of the kingdom. Bum, 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 bum. And immediately, you're off. Your your, your yeah. ear is, is off. And you're going, what? is wrong <laughs> why i've put here later as well all of the dialogue is longer and worse mm, yes time after time dialogue is changed and it maybe it's the disneyfication sorry just just one more thing that the, these sondheim adaptations to screen sondheim yes. writes and, and, and teams up with people to make the book the score everything fits so you could literally just put it on screen and not yeah. have to change anything and it still works as a movie. Yeah. The 
but these aren't pieces made for the th made for film. Yeah, Todd would be a good film. Todd is a good film. Um, a little night music, I think, would actually be a great film. The yeah. film that we got is dreadful. Yeah. Uh, but I, we didn't even watch it. I didn't even schedule an, an episode on it. I didn't want to waste your time. It, it's not even interesting bad like this. It's just, it's Har Har Hal Prince's only film that he's ever directed. And um, I'm thinking, I don't know, Anyone Can Whistle is the sort of absurdist. Well, you don't like Anyone Can Whistle, can you? Um, what well, I'm trying to think, well, they're making Merrily We Roll Along into a film, as we talked about. Yeah, a massive, um, long, uh... I think Sunday would be a terrible film. Assassins. No. I, I, it just doesn't make any sense. It, 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 I don't know. And a lot of these are based on films or based on mat yeah. other materials. Um, but then again, I think Into the Woods, you'd probably, I could, I, you know, I don't, I, I don't think it's an ingenious, uh, sorry, a stupid idea to conceive a film adaptation of Into the Woods. I think you can watch it and go, yeah, this could be a film and we can get a real giant and we can do more practical effects and we can, you know, make the witch really scary and all this sort of stuff. But they don't really. No. And I think literally in that first line, once upon a time, there lived a village on the edge of the kingdom and something the is off. The village doesn't live. The, the... Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Anyway. Maybe it's there was a village on the edge of the kingdom. Maybe, yeah, maybe. I typed type <laughs> it wrong. But the point is, is that yeah. how is that in any way better than once upon a rum, bum, 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 and then they, they do they have a nice pulsation to it. You know the splash, um, Cinderella stepping in the yeah, puddle, trying to the music. So yeah, that's a nice sequence. We and we pick it up. It's good. Yeah. Um, Marshall on Corden, he's got this incredible physical comedy, and he can sing. And then Corden gets annoying and he says, I really like the baking. I, I think the baking could be a new thing for me. Why? I, no, I really don't like it. He's not good in this at all. No, no. He's not funny. He's not, he's creepy at it's, times. It seems like, it seems like an SNL sketch. He's just <laughs> playing James Corden. But then most things he does nowadays, he's just James Corden. Yes. Like being horrible at a restaurant. Was there ever? When do you think people liked James Corden most around the world? I, I, Gavin and Stacey. Yeah, I don't think American audiences like him. Well, he's I, leaving now. He's well, yeah, leaving. But the whole high. Oh, he's really big in America. He's got his show. I don't think they like him. No, I don't know. I think it's like buying bad stock. It's like, oh no, he was really big in England. Let's take him. People like an English host. Please do. Yeah, like, <laughs> and keep him. What do you think? What do you think is next for him? Because everybody is leaving his show, presumably to do more acting work. I reckon he might try to get into directing and writing. Well, right. The biggest success he's had. Since Gavin and Stacey, well, no, obviously he's a he's a millionaire from yeah. this talk show house, but he's probably one man, two governors. That's when he had the most favour, and everybody liked him again. I think he's going to come back to England and do another fast play. 
blithe spirits. <laughs> He's going to play um, Angela Lansbury, the Mrs. Um, yeah. <laughs> I'll have a cocktail, please. Um, yeah, no, I, I, uh, no, I reckon he's going to take a one-man show around. He's going to do a Rob Ryder. Because nobody else will work with him. He's, he's going to tell stories of his life, jokes, bit of stand-up, and then he's going to have a live band and sing some songs. Yeah. That's what he's going to do. He thinks, I bet you any money, he thinks he's the show. He's, uh, you know, I'm, I'm the greatest showman. I'm carrying on, you know, that showman, that old showman thing. Because it's because you've been doing it your entire life, mate. That's that's why. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You're fake. Nobody likes you. Um, Christine Baranski, best British. John, John Oliver's great. Yeah. Um, Christine Baranski making an incredible entrance. The festival. Christine yeah, Baranski is great in this. <laughs> she's wonderful in everything. Yeah. And in this, of course, she's deeply underused, but. I don't know. The poor girl's mother had died. The poor girl's the mother, mother had died. died. Terrible. She's awful. He is awful. Oh, Would we haven't talked about this yet. Bedtime story, children. Yeah, children. Well, we haven't talked about this yet, actually. But, you know, we talked about the first line, but Corden narrates this. Yeah. And it's, you know what I can... Gravitas. Doesn't have gravitas. Doesn't have anything. Doesn't have comedy. It was a big day of eating for them both. It, it, it does. Big, it, it's like he's narrating a children's storybook, and it's it also like he's doing his first day. take. <laughs> yeah, Rob Marshall. Yeah, yeah that's fantastic. Yeah, that's fantastic, James. That's fantastic. I'm going to lunch. The <laughs> <laughs> Rob Marshall seems to be a very nice man, but from this point on, we can do his voice as old bitter director. Realizes yeah, he's on a sinking ship. I think Michael Ball would have made a wonderful baker. He would. He would. <gasps> oh my god! Older baker and older baker's wife. No, it doesn't work because Are I you don't want to get emeldered. I was going to say, but it doesn't work. I don't want to be rude. But she, she would. No, she would probably be Jack's mother. <laughs> no, she'd be the witch. No. No. Don't, yeah. The whole matter of pregnancy might be an issue with um, she's also playing the queen during the nineties. <laughs> so like, different casting type. Right, right, um, come in, come in. Isn't it out now? I never really had a chance. Am I gonna watch that, that or what do they know? They don't. <laughs> oh they are that no. No, <laughs> you literally <laughs> said the opposite. <laughs> No, she's wonderful. Kristen, Kirsten Stewart. Oh, yeah, yeah. Did you ever watch Spencer? I you did. did. It was excellent. Oh, you and did? It got, got snubbed. It got snubbed. Everybody hated it. I loved it. Timothy Spall. <laughs> you know, you could read this book about Anne Boleyn. That was the worst part. Um, yeah, Christine Bransky. In this world, the stepmother would have lots of Botox and huge lips and lots of Versace and lots of jewelry and would probably be hiking her, her cleavage up uh, with her... Uh, uh, something about it. Probably be using her cleavage, uh, trying to catch up with her daughters, uh, trying to look 20 years younger. Um, she's, she's delightful. She's obviously underused, but that's that. 
What do you think of Lucy Punch and Tammy Blanchard as? Uh, I thought they were very good. I, they were very I think good. the every single Cinderella stuff is great. Yeah. Um, and then, and then we cut to Tracy Ullman as Cockney Jack's mother. Um, yeah, she's great. I feel. Re- I feel. You know, we never really think about Jack's mother or Cinderella's mother as big roles, but then when you cast huge actresses. You're sort of thinking, should Jack's mother have her own song? Should you know? Should, she does. Should... Jack, Jack, Jack. Jack. <laughs> yeah. Uh, right. Let's talk about this. America. Oh no, we're going to take our first break. Yeah, yeah. I didn't even realize we're going to take our first break, and then we'll be back. I talked before about how, for some reason, I don't like it instinctively i mean i know the reason because i've grown up with the americans but it's like having an all british cast and and having them use british voices even though it's a fairy tale world and that's obviously fine rubs me the wrong way it doesn't rub me anywhere near as wrong as having a mixture of both how grating and bizarre is it it's um yeah it, it is always weird and like there's always the, the token british guy in like that's that's one thing I don't like at the internship. Um, in the, for example, in in the musical I recently did, Curtains, it mm. made sense because it was there was just one British member, and he was the camp director who would come mm. along from Britain to do it. But a lot of the time, it's like, oh yeah, we'll get or our American person doing a British accent just to be the British guy. I, I don't like it at all. Mm. And I think it's not only the fact that there's a mixture of British American accents, but there's then within that, you've got you've got Cockney. James, and then you got there are giants in the sky. Right, yeah, and then and then obviously, I think right. The most glaring example is when little when little red comes, and she's very she's she is full Broadway belt, and she's just fresh from Annie, directed by James Lapine on Broadway. That's why she's got the role. Yeah, and she's going, "Hello, little girl, are you wanting? What do you want?" How about some bread, please? And and it's <laughs> bizarre. But I also think she's pretty good. Oh yeah, no, she is. She's very good. Well, she, she's she's Broadway caliber. She's quite literally Broadway yeah. caliber. She's phenomenal. Uh, let's talk about Jack then, because there's no yeah. He's little Gavroche. Little Gavroche. Um, and you don't want to be too mean, because he does have a speech impediment. Or does oh, he? I've already done the accents. You've already done the voice. Does he? Because I can't remember Lamey's. But I probably. Um, well, they they pick these little young cute boys with speech impediments because <laughs> they're cute. What a wonderful sentence. <laughs> That's they, where my sound goes. Yeah, they pick those little cute boys with speech impediments. <laughs> little boys. <laughs> um, that was <laughs> the um. But um, yeah, no, he's yeah. no, he's, he's not good. He's not good. And he's Giants in the Sky is a tough song. And I genuinely, even though I've listened to that song now fifty times over this past two weeks, doing this research and doing these episodes, there were this lines that I just completely. This is the worst Giants in the Sky, and there are lines that I just completely miss because I'm like, what? Sorry, what? <laughs> Um, Cinderella, if you can pick up those lentils <laughs> again, Bransky is wonderful. Bojai, 
Jack Plain uh, with his cam. It's just off kilter. And I've put here, even though this is a montage and this should be the best, this should be the reason to make Into the Woods a film, it feels stilted and weird and just doesn't feel right, especially when they have people singing that aren't on screen and it, it just feels bizarre. I again, I don't think Jack should be Cockney either. I think in the the film Broadway when we watched, there's something about his politeness that's really humbling yes. about Jack's character. He isn't a also, cheeky chap at all. He's not a cheeky chap, and also there is something about casting a twenty year old where even though he's supposed to be a child, the character does work better as a twenty yeah. year old still in his house, yeah. still in his mother's house. <laughs> and so there's, you know, Rob Marshall was like. No, we wanted to cast real children. Um, I wanted, I, you know... <laughs> These are like, young, cute boys with speech impediments. <laughs> impediments. I wanted young, cute boys with speech impediments and the biggest Broadway belter you've got. Give me... James Corden. <laughs> has James Corden ever done a stage musical? I don't think he has. No, I don't think he would either. I, don't I think, think, I think we'll let him. Yeah, they're, they're, they're a lot more sensible. Yeah. Um, you can't come back here, James, not after you left us. You left poor Alan to cry. Alan wrote a new play for you. <laughs> have you ever watched the History Boys movie? I have, I have. It's all right. Mm. Um, oh, the baker. Oh, sorry. Ugh. Oh, and then, again, these little changes. Sometimes I fear you're touched. He's changed to... Sometimes I wonder what's going on in that head of yours. And again, it's just those little things yeah. of like removing the funny, clever lines yeah. and changing them into something a child would understand. Like a child, a little American child might go, touched, touched, what? Touched by who? It's like, you know, whereas sometimes I wonder what's going on in that head of yours. Don't like it. Um, and also James Corden, Tries to make the baker funny. Mm. She's a thief. So it's just not needed, James. And I mean, there's I've got other bad examples. Chip does it so much better. He he still brings the comedy out, but it's in the frustration and it's in the he's trying to bet and she just he's like well, and, and looking at and, and then he and then the baker's wife is the comedic relief and she out of making fun out of her useless husband, right? That's not him going. It's the, the old, um, who is it? Stephen Fry was doing the difference between American and English comedy. It's the Animal House thing, yeah. Yeah, making himself the centre of attention. Oh, 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 I'm making funny gestures. And Yeah. Hey. She doesn't look happy. That was the one that really annoyed me. You're in. <laughs> you're halfway through the big giant scene. Well, the giant's herself. <laughs> <laughs> Never enough. So rude to Francis Delatoire. Anyway, we'll talk about her in a minute. Let's talk about Anna Kendrick as Cinderella because we've already touched on how excellent she is. Yeah, she's just absolutely note perfect. Song's great. We'll talk about that later. She's absolutely phenomenal in every way, shape, or form. There's not a line that she delivers badly. She's incredible in the funny stuff. She's incredible with the sad stuff. She's incredible in both her, of her songs. In the goo is an excellent delivery. It is. She's phenomenal. And if on the steps of the palace was in our canon, which it's not. It would be Anna's. Um, she's absolutely phenomenal. Um, she she is a Sondheim stalwart. She was on uh, the A Little Night Music 
Broadway revival. I believe she played the child, um, if I'm remembering that rightly at all. Um, but um, she's she's perfect. She's absolutely perfect. When they approached her, uh, they thought, because obviously on the stage, the role is played by an older uh, person, she thought that they were approaching her for Little Red. <laughs> um, and yeah, she'd be great as Little Red as well. Yeah. When did we, as a people, turn on Anna Kendrick? I remember a whole period where everyone was like, mm, I don't like Anna Kendrick. Oh, she's really annoying. And I'm like, no, she's great. Pitch, you know, Your mileage may vary on Pitch Perfect. I like Pitch Perfect 1. It's great. I think she she then started becoming a bit annoying in Pitch Perfect. I I, I am one of those. <laughs> yeah. Mm. Up in the air, she's wonderful. Um, also, the great line of It's the Witch from Next Door. <sighs> Who could that be? The entire door blows down. That's the problem with doing it as a film, is that you can make those sort of things really big. Mm. And so the entire door blows down, and he goes, it's the witch from next door. And Emily Blunt, even though it's a witch and the door's been blown apart and there's blue flames everywhere, goes, we've got no bread. I don't think she wants bread, Emily. <laughs> She's just blown down your front door. <laughs> and then and then James Gordon goes, Oh, that's a way to make an engine. Yeah, oh, oh, look at oh, that. Oh. You're gonna have to get a new door. <laughs> at least it, she didn't blow my back door apart. Ooh. Oh, well, I have to change the locks. <laughs> How does she actually and we didn't give her a key? I knew we should have I knew we should have given her a key. <laughs> oh, bloody hell. Oh, we've got the running joke for the show. Um, it's, <laughs> um, the Witch's performance. Let's talk about Meryl. Oscar-nominated performance. She's not. She's not very good. She's not very good at all. all. All dialogue is longer and worse and lifeless without any energy. And then she's trying to again somebody else who's trying to be funny. But that's another story. Never mind. I'll tell you who they should have got: Susan Sarandon. Saran. Saran. No, no. I'm. I'm. I. Um, We'll, we'll talk about that later, Will. Oh. Oh, no. Have I... Have I crashed the party? <laughs> I'm With glad I crashed the party. Um, yes, I believe you have, if I remember rightly. Um, maybe I'm... Maybe I'm... Maybe I've remembered wrong. Yeah, sorry, I did remember wrong. Uh, but no, Susan Strandon would be wonderful. Yeah. Even if she's just playing... Enchanted, enchanted again. <laughs> yeah. Um, we love Susan. Um, I was feeling done in, couldn't win. Um, yeah. No, the witch is 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 bad. Yeah. Yeah. And she's doing her normal talk singing, and she's doing her. I'm going to act. So you all know that doing you know, the Cajun chalk circle. Oh no. No, um, it's, it's um, Mother Anna, Courage. Mother Courage, that's it. Oh, Jesus Sorry, Christ. My breaths. Yeah, no, it's so annoying. Yeah. No, no. A uh, uh, songbird came. I don't like it at all. I don't like Mother Courage, if I'm honest. Don't, yeah, I'm not a. No. I need to get over this Brecht guy. What Sondheim show would be good as a Brechtian production? 
I mean, it was done by John Doyle. Yeah, every sorry, sorry, every single yeah. Oh Jesus, <laughs> I've tried to forget. Um, we all do. We all do. We've um, so later in the year, a Dead Poet Society episode will come up, and uh, they did Dead Poet Society as a play directed by John Doyle, starring yeah. Jason Sudeikis. Oh, as, I know, as Mr. As, as, as Mr. Keating. And um, I was reading the stage directions, uh, the review. I was like, the stage, the set was minimal. I was like, yeah, of course it was. And all of the props and uh, sets were made from books that the kids carried around and placed in different positions. And I thought, of course they were, John. Um. It's at this point that we get a flashback to the father in the garden, Simon Russell Beale. Again, Simon Russell Beale, who at time of recording is at the Bridge Theatre earning rave reviews in a Henrik Ibsen production. He's playing the titular role, and here he is in a flashback and later in one of the worst scenes I've ever watched in a motion picture film. Bizarre. Also, why not... Right, there's a whole... On the behind the scenes, they're like, we didn't have to do much makeup on Meryl because you're dealing with Meryl Streep. So she can be a witch. I mean, I did the nose a little. I did a little chin. But apart from that, that's just Meryl. Terrible decision. This is your choice to make, make the witch terrifying. look absolutely disgusting and ugly. This make, you know, this is your chance. The reason that it's it's not done... The Regent's Park is better than this. The The... And obviously the original production. And that's stage makeup that has to be taken off in five minutes. Why not make the witch horrifically, horrifically ugly? What's the point? the transformation all the much more effective. Exactly. What's the point in having, you know, I've oh, we've got Meryl Streep so we don't have to do any makeup. It's a new dress. That's just an insult to Meryl Streep, really. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, they were saying it like it's nice, but actually it's mean. Um, yeah, uh, Baranski screaming, go at the carriage. Um, the oh, Again, the dialogue is worse and longer. The baker's wife coming on in the original, in the, in the musical and just saying, look at these beans. Is it the baker or is it the baker's wife who says, look at these beans I found in your father's old hunting jacket? Uh, the, uh, the wife. Yeah. Instead, we get the baker's wife going, here's your dad's old hunting jacket. Why don't you take it with you? And he goes, I don't want anything to do with him. And he throws it on the floor and then the beans fall out. Well, how is that in any way better than here? Look at these beans we found in your dad's old hunting jacket. Uh, it's awful. Have you got a dog in there? Why are you going? No, no I'm not. I'm not. That's no. my coin. Uh, um, what have we got here? The baker. So it's a montage now, and they're all in five different places, but the baker saying, there's something in the glade there. And everybody else at that point, it then cuts to everybody else, and they all turn and look. You can't hear him. There's something in the glade there. At that exact point, everybody else sees something. The, one of the final things we see in the prologue is... Christine Bransky adjusting her cleavage for three seconds and just going, and then it cutting to the next person. Uh, it's funny, I guess. Uh, the final zoom out to end the prologue, and they're all within four meters of each other. Don't like it at all. Doesn't, Doesn't make say. any sense. 
works on stage. This is your chance to make a big film. Awful. Um, I've put it here. Corden narrating again annoys me every single time it comes on. The only thing I can equate it to is Elvis with Tom Hanks's narration in that 20 minutes will pass or half an hour will pass. Or in the case of Elvis, an hour will pass in that five-hour film. Like half an hour will pass and then suddenly, and that was the point I realised. And it, and you, it's just long enough that you forget. And it's the exact same thing here with this. 20 minutes will pass and you'll get a couple of good songs and you're going, all right, yeah, these songs are great. I love these songs. And no, you know, and then he'll come back up and he'll go, "Hi, well, he doesn't." That would be, "Hi, I'm James Gordon." You're back to into the woods. Um, James Gordon's going to become a radio DJ. That's what he's going to be. Well, no, he doesn't have to be, does he? He's a millionaire. I hope he blows all of his money. Yeah, I, I, I'm hoping that his sort of alcohol or drug addiction story will come out, and he, he has to just go into rehab. <laughs> Maybe he loves baking. I, I, I have a baking addiction. <laughs> somebody stop me. I love somebody's. What's that? Uh, probably the mask. It is the mask, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Um, that's what have I... Was that, was that? Have I used that question before? Yeah. Which one-word habit... Oh, it was in our masquerade ball quiz. Smoking. Which one-word habit is the popular... Uh, catchphrase of Jim Carrey's character, The Mask. And then you'll get people going, what do you mean by habits? And I can't I can't say. It's a, a nun wears it. Yeah, yeah. It's a wonderful shop full of clothing, uh, uh, full of furniture. That's habitats. Oh. Sorry. I knew that you you love it. You bet you love habitat. I do. Habitat's great. But I why think, is it called habitat? Habitat now. Why is it called habitat? Isn't a habitat a no? Place I know. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> uh, maybe it's like habit tat, like tat you put in your house. Terrible joke. Worst joke I've ever made. Um, <laughs> Joanna Riding is Cinderella's mother. I saw Joanna Riding in Follies at the National Theatre as Sally. She was wonderful. And here, where have you got what you wish when you wish what you want? You know, and again, of all the songs to keep, I mean, I guess they have to have Cinderella's Grave. This is the problem when you start cutting yes, songs. Yeah, this is the problem when you start cutting songs. Is that I'll, I'll, I'll blow it now? My my, well, you can do yours as well. What your least favorite cut of the film? Mine is um, making no one is alone. Really short. Making they No One Is Alone them. really short. Making No More an Instrumental over James Gordon yeah. crying. The ending, I think, is genuinely one of the worst I've I, in a big budget movie. I cannot... It would, so it would have to be that. I, I, I can't believe how badly it's handled. Um, did they run out of budget? I, it baffles me to this day. Um, okay, let's talk about this. Johnny Depp as Wolf in a furry zoot suit doing a vaguely British <laughs> accent with kitten whiskers. What the hell is this supposed to be? I like the slightly jazzed up orchestrations of Hello Little Girl, but he's not a wolf. 
He's it like, so he's just a hairy pedophile. He looks no, he just looks like a pimp. Yeah, he looks like a hairy pimp. And then at the end, he still awoos. Again, the wolf could have been really scary. You could have made a wolf. Again, it just doesn't make any sense. He's a hairy, he's just, he's not, but he's wearing the, again, hilarious interviews. You know, I was, uh, they made me this fantastic pinstripe, you know, like wolf zoot suit and um, with my boots. And if you look at the boots, they've got wolf. Um, yeah. Just shit. I can't <laughs> believe it. What do you think of his performance? Not good. Not good. And there's a lot more lines that he can't sing, so he does them creepily instead. The best thing he does is his howl. That is a good howl. Um, the... <laughs> yeah. One subtle, one, one moment, my dear, when he's laid out like a Playboy cover. Um, and then the and then he pops my dear, yeah, he pops his leg up to stop her. Um, very limber wolf. Uh and then and then it ends, yeah, again. There's no possible way to describe how you feel when you're talking to your deal. <laughs> Bizarre. And then again, at the end. One of our favorite things when you're talking. When you're talking to your meal instead when you're talking to your meal. I only do Sunday if I'm doing a Cockney accent. Um, that's one of my... Um, uh, my David Bowie. No, there's no place like, like London. London. Yeah. David Bowie as the wolf. Yes. There's no possible way to describe how you feel when you're talking to your meal. Hugh Jackman. There's no possible way to describe how you feel when you're talking to your meal. <laughs> That's very good. Um, Mikey Jackman's great. Piers Brosnan. There's no possible way to describe how you feel when you're talking to your meal. Um, who else can we do? <laughs> oh, Wilkinson. There's no possible way. To describe how you feel when you're talking to your man. <laughs> um, neither of us can do a Mandy Patinkin. I've, I've never tried. We need to work on this, Mandy. Oh, I've got one. This is a possible way to describe how you feel when you're talking to your man. Right, great stuff. <laughs> what the? Um, hi, Antonio. Antonio, you're um, you're playing the baker. So, uh, please stop screaming whoopa every time. There's <laughs> something the, in the clear. The, door blows open. <laughs> the witch comes in. It's the witch from next door. Whoopa. Yeah, yeah. At the end, the giant's dead. We did it. We did it. What bad at the dead at the dead? You know, they say when, when they're at the bakery. <laughs> what? And and Antonio just kept looking at the camera and he, he brought his own glasses and he 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 was sat at um he was like, Where's the bar in the bakery? And he just kept sitting at the bar drinking and looking at the camera. 
What's that from? No more questions, please. <laughs> no, no more questions, please. <laughs> it was Antonio's. It was Antonio's request to sing, even though we'd cut the character of the mysterious man, to make the character of the baker schizophrenic, and to keep no more as a duet. Running away, let's do it. Oh, what did you have? Oh, no, Antonio was the baker, and Anthony Hopkins from the Mask of Zorro as his father again. <laughs> And Catherine Zeta-Jones is the baker's wife. Yes, yes great. Definitely. Ron Marshall reunion. Richard Gere as the wolf. Rene Zellweger as Cinderella. <laughs> um, John C. Riley as Cinderella's dad. Bring, her ba- bring him back. <laughs> um, the people that go to the wine. Wine. Um, yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. And then the final spoken... Goodbye, little girl. And hello. <laughs> can't, can't not sing either. Um, I've put here, which is maybe one of the funnier notes I've ever written. Corden is creepier than the wolf. The next scene is the little Red Riding Hood scene, and he's going, I would love a red cape like that. <laughs> and then, oh, and then little Red, you'd look pretty ridiculous in a red cape. <laughs> I would, wouldn't I? He's not funny. Yeah, deaf as the wolf then, um, as the granny, looks absolutely insane and ridiculous and sounds like Mrs. Doubtfire. And it's so ridiculous that they have to cut away after <laughs> all the better to hear you with, my dear. And he eats her straight away. They don't even do all three because the minute it cuts to him, all the better to eat you with, my dear. Life is on the way, dear. Life is on the way, dear. Funny, you know what the funniest part of Mrs. Doubtfire is? Um, what's his name? His name's Stuart. Oh, oh no, sorry. Um, his name's Stu. It's short for Stuart. Who oh, is it, dear? Hilarious. Love it. Stoutfire is um, great. Stoutfire is great. Um, I know things now being sung to the baker. Again, somebody thought that was a good choice because they were like, Mm, it's all we can't have them do like solos like on the stage even though later on we'll do moments in the woods um but you know we have to make we have to have it make sense so what if she sings it to the baker and then they do these terrible flashbacks with puppets and the awful vision of her falling mm, through a silk yeah. tunnel oh no hate it hate it again even more creepier than the wolf is james corden hi <laughs> What you meet the woman of your dreams, Will. I mean, you you you've met her; she's wonderful. But you go on a date; it's going wonderful. You come home with her; everything's going great. And then you see on her wall a framed picture of her painting the James Corden creeping through the mouth of a wolf. <laughs> What's the worst thing that you could see as a painted picture when you? I mean, obviously, like. Hitler memorabilia, or like KKK membership, or something like that. But like, what? I don't know. I don't know what's bad. I don't know. It's a bad question. It could be many it's things. Uh, uh, Baker kissing child little red on the cheek, and it's a big kiss. Yeah, unnerving. <laughs> um, uh, watch Mojo. Top ten improvised moments in movies. <laughs> 
god. There are times when I think I hate you, and then you make a joke. No. Uh, oh, that's good. I do like it when I make a good joke. In that was back. a great, great joke, Will. Um, then we go to the festival. The festival. Uh, the festival. The festival. Um, I don't think I talked about it in the first episode because we were rushing through the fact that I don't like the bestival. All right. <laughs> uh, they're playing uh, Night Waltz from A Little Night Music um, as the festival music. That's nice, I guess. Yeah. Um, don't know why it's not a theme from Into the Woods, though. It's beside the point, isn't it? Um Mr. Baker, Mr. Baker, how did you come across those go-pacious? Um, bad. Giants in the sky, here we are, yeah. Um, sung to the Baker again. Yeah. I think the cutting between him climbing around a tree and him climbing behind the beanstalk makes sense and works. Yeah. Similar to how it's staged, him sort of roaming the stage, running frantically, exploring... Yeah. Yeah, it's not good. Um, again, terrible cordon joke when the witch appears, and then I don't like that woman. It's just not necessary at all. Um, I've put I just to remind myself. I think I put Meryl was nominated for best supporting actress here and lost to Patricia Arquette for Boyhood. Um, maddening. Good. Yeah, good. <laughs> Shouldn't have been nominated. Um. I don't think this is the best part of the film, but it's certainly a good part, is Agony. I like Agony a lot. I like Agony a lot too. Chris Pine and Billy Magnuson. Um I like it when they rip the shirts open and they get all wet in the in the water. Wet in the woods. Yeah. <laughs> um yeah, no, but great, very comedy, you know. Very, very, very comedy. The, uh, the, the, when they rip it open and it looks like yeah, he rips eyes. Or yeah. another little moment, which of uh, Billy Magnuson getting ready to sing, and then Chris Pine mm -hmm. coming in with that. Am I not sensible? Um, you can hear that Chris Pine is not an excellent singer. I think, but he pulls it off comedically, and it, yes. it you know it pulls through, and uh, and and he can hit the notes. Yeah, I thought they were going to lower uh, back to my wife, but they don't. And Billy Magnuson's great. Yeah. Um, best part of game night. Actually, he's actually not not working for for the FBI at all. He's actually part of Spectre. Oh yes. <laughs> What's the better scene with uh, uh, lots of water and Billy Magnuson? Uh, what was his stupid name? No, I don't know. No. It was a really stupid name. Because any time they said it, it annoyed me. Um, no time to die. Did I write that my best film of the year? No, Licorice Pizza. Then No Time to Die. Then The Nest. Great year for film. Um, Logan Ash. And so every time they said it, they kept saying Logan Ash. Logan Ash. <laughs> Logan Ash is coming up. What? What's, I thought you were following Logan Ash. It sounds like a baklava meal. Loganash. I make a great Loganash. <laughs> um, the, uh, yeah, no, it's very, very funny. And uh, I want to give Rob Marshall some credit. The final button note is on the first shot of the next scene. In 
one of the worst movie musicals I think ever, Beauty and the Beast 2018 or whatever it was. Mm-hmm. Be Our Guest and Belle, I think it was, have these horrible, like, three-second cut to blacks. And it's like, should we applaud? What do you want us to do? And it ruins the flow of the film entirely. And this has a good flow, I think. It doesn't have I a good agree flow. With you. I would agree. I would agree. Yeah. Um, Corden going moo, then jumping on a carriage with the stepmother and getting thrown off. One of the I ones. said moo. Did you? Yeah, well, it is a uh, it's a line. All right, okay. Did you do uh, it as wonderfully as James Corden? Oh, no, no, I could never. But him jumping onto the carriage with the stepmother and the whole, you know, uh, can I compare this to this corn? Is unsettling. And so bizarre and violent. And him getting thrown I'd off. rather be mugged than have James Gordon. <laughs> it takes two. What oh, a flat fart. Corden tickling the baker's wife and you know doing it's it's they have no chemistry at all. We need one, we have two. Ah, 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 ah. Slide Corden rolling down a hill. It takes two, it's bizarre. And it's, it's not they've no chemistry at all, and it's abysmal. And they're all hiding behind trees. Shit. I'd say it's one of our favorites. I would say it's our joint favorite. Song yeah. of the show. Um, I wasn't a happy boy when I really makes me feel makes me feel nothing. Yeah, they have no chemistry. It's awful. No, they really. I well, I can imagine they. Um, Emily doesn't like him. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> got a, got a feeling. It's got nothing on her brother-in-law Stanley Tucci. Um, it, is is it rolling? I um got back from work today and I um. It's a salad, just um, there's this wonderful Italian restaurant. Just, just um, show the cabbage, just stand there. Um, and they do this. Um, that's my Stanley Tucci. It's a good Stanley Tucci. But what if Stanley Tucci was the wolf? Um, Rapunzel's Spring, some comedy that I think is inserted and works. Rapunzel's Spring's jumping out of the window and landing funny and going, bad idea. Should be a joke I hate. That is the exact, and I'm sure if James Gordon did it, I would hate it. But Billy Magnuson <laughs> does it very well. Yeah. Um, Stay with me, which is a song I love. In this, go on. Quiz, quiz last night. Uh, the ninety-five. We had a ninety-five company quiz, uh, which I you did I a asked. quiz about company. <laughs> um, and Harry's round was. I'm going to play the first five. The first five seconds. Of the ninth track from these musicals, and you have to name okay. the song and the musical. And, good, good. And uh, it was um, a scream. Da, 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 don't you know what? And that was it. And it was like, yeah. but it was like, yeah, no, that's uh, bring him home because it's it sounds a bit like. And I'm like, I was the only one there. That that stay with me. I'll let you know. I'm four hours into a. <laughs> No, genuinely, if we weren't doing this, as a you wouldn't reason, have got it. I wouldn't have got it. You wouldn't have got. I would. I would have known into the what. I would have known exactly, but I wouldn't have known it was "Stay with Me." Oh, sorry, me. Um, I think this is probably Meryl's best moment. Yeah. yeah. Because she's a great actress, and she can do the big acting. Ooh, 
yeah, as I said last last week or whatever it was, that the combination of that those that lyric and that key change. If you put even a bit of emotion into it, you'll you've got me forever. And I don't think anybody can perform it badly. And Meryl again proves me proves me right, you know. And and I think yeah, no, it's probably Meryl's best part. It's a beautiful song, and it's a best. It's the best That's chance for it to be. Yes, yes, it is. Um, oh, terrible cordon. As for the indecisive Cinderella, she fled the prince again <laughs> on the steps of the palace. Beautifully performed. It's weirdly like directed and done like this freeze frame and this like frozen moments of her mm. um, thinking what to do. Yeah. And Chris Pine looking over it all, which doesn't make any sense because it's all in the moment. She's got, she's got to think it all through or else she'll stick to the steps. Um, and also there's far too much business. Uh, she's doing far too much movement because it's clearly not sung live. And so she's still hitting these beautiful notes, but she's rolling around and like laying on her back and then standing up. But this music is still beautiful. I remember in the prom, there's a song at the start. Did you ever watch the prom? Book? I didn't. Didn't. Lots of good bits. I think I enjoyed the prom a lot, but I'm never going to rewatch it. I rewatched the Merrill song a lot on YouTube and the mm -hmm. Nicole jazz um, because we love Nicole. But there's a bit in that where she's swimming, but it's also been pre-recorded. So she's hitting this beautiful note. And I was like, what, 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 what are you doing here? You can't, she's swimming on her back, doing a backstroke, but then also going, I want to go to the prom. She doesn't say that, mm -hmm. but it's like this beautiful note and she's swimming backstroke. And I'm like, Who made these decisions? Um, but yeah, no, I think uh, Anna Kendrick, as we've already discussed, is beautiful. And I've put here movie musical with Anna Kendrick as Anne Hathaway's daughter. Has there ever been a better casting? Yeah. I don't know who we'd what musical we'd do. Could do an original one, I guess. Mm. I don't know. I don't know about Anne. Gypsy. I can see Anna Kendrick no. as I could see Anna Kendrick as Louise, but it would have to be a Melba It's a monster. <laughs> I could see Anna Kendrick as Louise because e even in this Cinderella, we see her no, being no, as Louise would work. I thought you meant to to the one. Oh, as uh, uh, Baby June. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, uh, we're going to take one more break, and then we're going to finish talking about this dastardly film, and then I'm going to break Will's heart by telling him who was the original '80s cast that they flirted with. Uh, this is what we're going to look forward to in our lives punishment uh, do you joke that I cut off last time oh no it, it, no don't it wasn't a joke I was just uh, speaking to you no but do it no do it no it's embarrassed I don't want to it's do not it. embarrassed you just did Antonio Banderas singing the wolf go on do it do it no, I don't want to no too shy too shy he he said, we'll do it together. One, two, three. Two midnights gone. Oh, you didn't you do go. it. You didn't do it. You should be ashamed of yourself. Okay, what's left with this film? Um, as for the indecisive... Oh, yes. Uh, uh, blood dripping from the slipper. 
and it's that, you know, blood dripping from the slipper. And it's one tiny, tiny, tiny speck. I want to see someone's whole foot gets. It's like, it's like Disney, isn't it? It's like yeah. clearly they are only allowed one tiny little speck. Um, but again, I thought this scene was all very funny. Like yeah, all no, no, very, very well, very well performed, very well edited. And if you got rid of the cord and narration, you'd have a solid scene. Uh, Baranski, even at the end, get down, get down, get down. And you know, and uh, very just very funny, very well performed. Um, Jack's heart again is playing a little night music instead of this. It's playing "You Must Meet My Wife," and it's like, is does Rob Marshall really want to make a little night music? And then people will look back at this and go, "If you look back at Into the Woods 2014, you said that the heart is playing "You Must Meet My Wife." Why not have it just playing, you know, like everything else on a half? That would be beautiful. Anyway, um, I've put here: Did Rob Marshall want to make a little night music with Meryl? That's not a euphemism. He would cast Meryl as Desiree. Would uh, that be good? No. She would sing Send in the Clowns fine. I think she's a little bit too old now. On uh, Oh. Could she play? Could she do her little women character again and play Madame Armfeld? Yeah, I think she could. But comedy is not what I think of Meryl for. She's no. she is funny in Postcards from the Edge and Heartburn and Death Becomes Her, but like I don't know. I'd I'd watch it. I'd watch it. I, of course I'd watch it, obviously. Uh the milking of the cow close up and then Meryl chugging it is very unsettling. Yeah. Also unsettling, the baker's wife, for lack of a better word, inflating as the witch transforms. <laughs> Just bizarre. Uh, the Witch's Transformation, you know, is great, and she's the second design is working, but we've already talked about the first design doesn't work. Ever After is this weird spoken montage, and the music is bizarre. After. Yeah, and everybody lived happily ever after. However, this does have a great comedy moment of um, Emily Blunt holding a child going, thank you for the sliver, and Anna Kendrick's blank reaction. Very funny. Let's talk about Francis Delatoire as the giant. Bless her. God bless her. What the hell was this decision? First Especially now this. Yeah, yeah. Who who makes these choices? And also later, when we just see her full face and she's just a huge giant De Francis Delatoire. Yeah. Again, terrible. the giant could have been terrifying. Again, yeah, the giant, yeah. Uh, Jack's Giant mother. Comedy. Yeah, it's. Uh, well, I don't think it's played for comedy. I think it's unintentionally funny. <laughs> um, Jack's mother dying from being thrown to the side by the steward and just hitting her head instead of being beaten again. It's that sort of Disneyfication. I'm sure that was a Disney note. I, and I think it makes sense. It, you're like, oh, she's dead. Yeah, and then Jack later getting angry at the steward. I slay him after I slay the giant. And it's like, mm, are you going to really? It didn't do anything wrong, really. He pushed it to the side. And... Nah. Rapunzel not recognizing the witch doesn't work because, you know, <laughs> because she's looks like Meryl Street. There is no change, really. Um. Anyway. I've put here, yeah. Oh, Witch's Lament. 
What is Meryl's insistence to have an almost a cappella moment of live singing that isn't good in all of these musicals? Are we on about um The um, Winner takes it? Oh <laughs> And then in this, yeah. Can go from something you love to something you lose. You've got to take it down because you can't hit the Bernadette Peters from something you love into something you lose. You know, so she has to take it down. Ugh. Let's talk about a strong suit. Any moments? Sorry, any moments. Any moments. Uh, bit of a naughty joke. You know, Baker's wife doing 500 paces. What's the first number she says when she walks on? 69, 70. <laughs> very, very naughty. But also, she's only 69 paces away. And then mm. when they cut back to James Corden, I, I'm not going to call him the baker anymore. He's also only done 50 paces. Can they see each other? I mean, obviously not. But like, and it's the woods. Um, It's a lady giant, which is very unusual. Not to Stephen James, it was their assistant. No, um, uh, yeah, no, Chris Pine and Emily Blunt are both very funny, charismatic people, and they pull it off well. Uh, they have a know, lot more chemistry than Corder and Blunt do. Exactly. And that is supposed to be the point, but you should, the baker and his wife should still have some chemistry. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we all know you hate, yeah, you hate all of this because you played the baker and so you had to live that cooking every night. The baker doesn't find out, does he? No, 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 no. Someone should tell him. Someone should. Who would tell him? The prince. Or do, do you think that those four little people and they're in their house and then the prince rides through and he goes, "I shagged your wife, <laughs> your yes. dead wife." Before Problem, again with Corden, I'd be going good. Yeah, we shouldn't be going. Emily Blunt deserves better. That's not the point of moments in the woods. The, you know. No. Oh. Uh, having Jake Gyllenhaal as the prince would make all of the scarf business very different. <laughs> thank you, thank you. That's a good one. Uh, good. Thank you. Um, Corden plays his scene with Cinderella like it's going to be the same as any moment when he walks on. I don't know. Is I think they're supposed they're playing the ending and this like they're going to be what you've said that what you read it as sometimes of them getting together. Hmm. It's like, mm, I've never seen it that way. Mm, don't like it at all. Um, again, terrible cordon. No, no, no. This isn't an earthquake. There's a giant. Again, I've put the end. I missed. That's what it should be. Yeah. Bring back Chip. Bring back Chip Zone. Anna is just so wonderful. I keep putting this over and over again. She there, she doesn't do a false note in this. She step every line is perfect. Every song is perfect. And again, uh, we'll talk about it in a moment. But no one is alone. Every time it cuts from her beautifully singing, and then cuts to no one is alone. Judy's People make mistakes. Yeah. <laughs> People make mistakes. Fathers. And then it's nice. Oh. Yeah, it really is. Beautiful. Uh Bumps in the Woods, Emily Blunt. She is good. Well, it's, yeah. again, it's not great. It's good, but it's not great, as Roy Walker would say. <laughs> um, it's almost one take, and it probably should be, but 
at some point they cut away. Um, this has what you don't like when you know a prince fall whatever, and she does a little giggle. <laughs> um, but it's not too bad. Was it just me or was your fault slow down? Yeah. Slow down to allow for Corden and Jack, who are both bad, and then Anna and Little Red are like literal Broadway caliber yeah. performers, and it's so obvious. <laughs> Into Wait a minute, magic beans for a cow so old that you had to tell a lie to tell it which you told. Were they worthless beans for the others? So... I, I, I know, in other words. You do. It's just like red and golden bar. Um last midnight. She's quite bad. literally doing really. winner takes it all again. Really? She, she has a shawl and she is doing those outrageous hand gestures. Where does the wind come from? <laughs> it's the woods. And she's literally doing when it takes it all again. You know, like, you know, you know, have another bee. Oh, no, it's the blame. No, what matters is the blame. And everything's you think you enjoy placing the blame. Give That's the aim. Give me the blame. She's Donna. Doing Donna. Bad. bad. Yeah, real, real, real bad. I put here, Meryl's best on-screen musical performance is The Prom. I'm going to send you a line, a, mu- a song from the prom, the only good song in the prom from the film, really. Um, Do you not know which... a song from Mary Poppins Returns? It's all topsy-turvy. Isn't that the song? Isn't that how yeah. it goes? Yeah. <laughs> it's a topsy-turvy. It's a topsy-turvy. Oh, God. Actually, I'm going to send you a better version. I'm going to send you the original Broadway. So Beth Lavelle originated the role of the prom on Broadway. And then Meryl was cast in the role. And then uh, now they're doing Devil Wears Prada, the musical. And Beth Lavelle's, play, and Beth Lavelle's playing the role. <laughs> you know. Funny how that creeps up on you. Um, yeah, she's bad. And then the father scene with Simon Russell Beale. Bizarre. Awful. The dialogue. Be better than me, son. Do better. No. What did he Just do sing wrong? No more. Sing no more. It's right there. And instead, we get no more instrumental underscoring chord and doing some terrible crying. He should love his father. It, it... Oh, oh no. I, I want nothing to do with it. Just I want nothing to do with him. <laughs> oh, do you think he, when he cried on that day, he thought, I'm going to win an Oscar? Do better, James. Yeah, do better. Yeah, <laughs> Rob Marshall comes up. Um, be better. Um, do better. Oh yeah, the line. Use that. Yeah. Remember that line for when I'm crying. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> James, once again, please. This time, sung. Sorry, <laughs> sorry. What? Sung. Ah, oh, great, great stuff. Uh, the giant is a huge Francis Delatour. Um, she does not look happy. Then there's the musical score. They kill the giant, which should be a big, brilliant movie set piece and isn't at all. It's dreadful. It's dry. There's nothing to it. It's should bad. be sort of to the barricades-esque. He throws that to her, then they move over there. Oh, climb yeah. up. 
Right. Again, it's a chance. The it's a reason to make this a film, and you blundered it. Um, yeah, and then but then they try to mill some tension out of who survived, and they re and they do Last Midnight again, and it's like underscoring, and it's like where's the baker? Where's the baker? Where's the baker? And he's fine. And then are you all right? Are you all right? Are you all right? We did it. We did it! Oh my god! It's absolutely abysmal. It's terrible. And then suddenly you realise, oh wait, now we're into the finale. And then, how can I go about being a father when I had no one to show me? Why change it? Just you know, even how can I go about being a father? Anyone, regardless of their circumstance, will will. It's a it's it's a it's a thing that you're like wow God I've got to do that. Not how can I go about being a father when I had no one to show me. <laughs> Just calm the child, and then suddenly Meryl from off screen starts singing. Children will listen, and you're going okay. So you're singing this badly, all right? And then suddenly, camera starts panning up to the sky. And to the clouds. And then suddenly... Da, 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 into the woods. One of the most rushed, awkward, bizarre. This ending's as bad as anything in the funny thing happened on the way to the foreign movie or the Little Mac music movie. This is just as bad as any of it. Terrible. It really is really bad. And then think, again, do you think Stephen likes the film? I'm going to say no. I want to say no. I think he, you know what it is? Every change in Sweeney Todd is for the better. We had our problems when we rewatched it this time, but like every change makes sense and is for the better. What is, what, what are any of these changes? What's the point in cutting no more? Pace, I guess. Um, and then the title card comes up, and it's this shitty font. And I don't want to throw your production under the under the rails, but I'm pretty sure when you sent me a trailer, it was the exact same sort of like plug-in effect of. And then suddenly, having your cake and eating it, directed by Rob Marshall, those deep, those stuck in the Yamalus, the path they have into the woods, them singing it, and then at the end, two seconds of Anna Kendrick, I wish. A clip of it's like an after credits. I wish, and they've got the awkward credits of everybody's faces and names. It's a bizarre, bizarre ending. And it, I'd rather watch Mr. Bean's Holiday any day of the week. Is that a song that ends with mm -hmm. children? That's just a random film you like. No, I do. I love Mr. Bean's Holiday. You do love Mr. Bean's Holiday. Um, they tried to do the whole, we're going to write a song and win the Oscar. Um, the song's called She'll Be Back, written by Sondheim for Meryl Streep, uh, Rob Marshall. When Steve wrote this, he referenced a masterpiece of a song he wrote for Gypsy called Everything's Coming Up Roses. <laughs> yeah, very similar. We sh we sh this is Marshall again. We shot it. It was an incredibly thrilling day. A new Stephen Sondheim song. Can you imagine? 
but it didn't work to serve the pace of the film, and so we cut it. The song is good, I think, but also it's like fine, and Meryl's mumbling through it, and it's awfully short, and there's far far too many edits, constant cutting, awkward angles. Do you and it's think just... she thinks she's good at singing? Yes. Other people do, yeah. There is a certain, you know, it... When you're good at everything else, you think you're good. I think you think you're good at the, you know, I don't know how to describe it. <laughs> I don't know what, that's it. Into the woods. Few facts. Because the baker and his wife lacked proper names, Emily Blunt and James Corden referred to them as Marjorie and Jeff. I hate it. That's, oh, we, we, yeah. we with our names, didn't we? Are you ready, Jeff? God. Oh, Imagine if in the Jeff, you've Jeff. Changed, changed Jeff. Jeff. <laughs> Where's Jeff? Where's <laughs> Jeff? My wife's dead. Mar Marjorie's dead. Hello, um, you you seem alone in the woods. Yes, I'm looking for my husband, Jeff. Jeff. <laughs> Should I stay with this prince or go back to Jeff? You have a princess, and I have Jeff. Oh, it's oh, terrible. It's, uh, um, did you have names for your baker and his wife? No. How do you feel about, like, this has been a thing with the new production, is that people like calling them the bakers? No, I don't like that. Like, as in Tom Baker, Will ba Tom Baker. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even realise that. You must listen very carefully. Yeah, <laughs> on your anus, delish. Um, <laughs> Meryl Streep revealed that after turning 40, she was offered three witch rolls in one year, and so she implemented a no-witches rule. Uh, this is the first time she's broken it. Well, I'm guessing one of them was Zemeckis doing the witches. Ooh! Have you pegged that? 1990... She, yeah. Would that have been good? I'm glad we got Angelica. Oh, I'm very glad we got Angelica. Angelica. Um, no, not Zemeckis doing The Witches. No, not Zemeckis. Don't Nicholas, Nicholas Rogue, director of Don't Look Now. Great. <laughs> and The Witches. And The Man Who Fell From Earth, David Bowie. David Bowie, I'm an alien. Um, at a Q&A session after a screening of the film, James Corden recalled an incident during rehearsals in which Meryl Streep jumped on a table and her foot got caught in her costume. She started falling backwards, headfirst toward a concrete floor. Both Corden and director Bob Marshall froze in fear that they were about to witness the death of Meryl Streep. What do you think happened next? Um... Who do you think helped? Oh, I want to say James Corden went in tried to be the big man, and she was like, well, get off me, James, stop it. Close. However, a pregnant Emily Blunt stepped in and caught Streep. So this must um, have been in the second half of recording. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I was method. I uh, got pregnant. <laughs> she was actually pregnant when they were filming. So, like, there were there's with, with lots Jeff. of... With Jeff. Yeah. I've got, with Jeff's child. How can I go about being a father? I'm Jeff. <laughs> <laughs> ah, 
Right, let's talk about this then. Let's do you do have it. anything else to talk about 2014? Not really. Me neither. So Terry Gilliam uh, met with Sondheim in the 90s for a film adaptation of the show that Paramount was supposed to produce with Robin Williams and Emma Thompson as the baker and his wife. Would have been excellent. Uh, Gilliam refused to do it because he thought that the script wasn't as good as the original. Gilliam felt it was suburbanized for American audiences. I don't know if that's the script that they ended up using for this. Mm. But this, this feels suburbanized for American audiences. Yeah. Okay. So there were two readings of the script that uh, Sondheim discusses in um, his book, Look, I Made a Hat. Uh, the first reading Martin Short as the baker. Excellent. Julia Louis Dreyfus as the baker's wife. Excellent. Young Neil Patrick Harris as Jack. Excellent. Mary Steenbergen as Jack's mother. Excellent. Kathy Nagini and Janine Garofalo as Lucinda and Florida. Cynthia Gibb as Cinderella. I don't know a Cynthia Gibb. Um, Christine Lahati as the witch. Uh, Broadway, big Broadway performer. So that would have been the role that they were like, okay, let's get this in. Mm-hmm. Let's get the a, a real talent in. Daryl Hannah as Rapunzel. Well, are you ready for this? Yeah. Rob Lowe as one of the princes. That would have been incredible. That's good, Will, but it's not as good as this. The second reading. So this was going to be directed by Jim Henson, with Frank Oz possibly involved. So we're talking the Little Shop of Horrors team. Robin Williams as the baker. Goldie Horn as the baker's wife. Sure, as the witch. That would have been good. Well, that's another story. Never mind. But then the big day came and I made my claim. B.B. Newworth and Carrie Fisher as Cinderella's sisters. Um, Myra Kelly as Cinderella. So you've not ne- you don't watch the you've never seen Twin Peaks or the Twin Peaks film. Mm-hmm. No. Um, Moira Kelly was the replacement for, for Lara Flynn Boyle um, when it came to the character of Donna Haywood. Lara Flynn Boyle was in a real relationship with Cal McLachlan at the time. Um, Cal McLachlan as Cinderella. Sorry? From the Flintstones. <laughs> yeah, it's from the Flintstones. Well. Cal McLachlan as Cinderella's prince. Mm, yes. Brendan Fraser as Rapunzel's prince. Yeah, Elijah Wood as Jack. Oh, yeah. Roseanne Barr as Jack's mother. Danny DeVito as the Giants. Incredible. And as we talked about before, this was this would have been the Little Shop of Horrors team. So, who do you think they brought in to play the evil character with one huge song? Steve Martin. Steve Martin as the wolf. Oh wow. And, and sometimes comment on that. All that and Jim Henson too. I wish. Oh. Kermit the Frog as the baker. <laughs> You're coming out now. And once we're past, let's hope the changes last. Behind woods, behind slippers and hoods. 
And of course, Mrs. Piggy has. Let's do it. Let's finish this recording by casting the Muppets as into the woods. All right. This is great. This is great. Kermit is the baker. Yep. Miss Piggy wouldn't want to play the baker's wife. She'd want, she'd to, want play, to be the witch. She'd want to be the witch. Yeah. Uh, but then she'd get angry at the person playing the baker's wife. Yeah. This is wonderful. Now we're making our own Muppets. Oh, this is uh, So Miss Piggy is the witch. Who's our, one, who's our one famous Oh, the, one real person. Yeah, could be the could be the baker's wife, the narrator, the narrator, yes, <laughs> the baker's wife. <laughs> what have you sex with Kevin? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> or whatever. <laughs> it's these words. Uh, okay, Kermit is the baker. Miss Piggy is the baker's wife. Fozzie is Jack. Fozzy. No, Rizzo the Rat as Jack. <laughs> yeah, all right. Gonzo as... Because he would be a good narrator. He's narrated Muppets Christmas narrated Carol. Muppets I think Christmas. Gonzo would narrate. Michael Caine as Cinderella's Prince. <laughs> <laughs> um, Animal as the Giant. Yeah, Waldorf and Statler as as, as a Oh, that's excellent! That's excellent. <laughs> I thought you were with the long one. Oh, <laughs> yeah, that's great. That's great casting. Um, who are we missing? Amy Adams. You know who would be uh, a, the baker's wife? <laughs> Swedish chef. <laughs> I sort of hate to ask it, but do you have a basket? I think um, Lucinda. Oh yeah, <laughs> and Just Professor imagine, Honeydew. Yeah, hacking off the, uh, yeah. the, the <laughs> that, uh, coming up with the knife. Professor Professor Honeydew is, is Cinderella's stepmother. We've got to do it. We got to do it bigger, bigger. Is my favorite Muppet. Really? Yeah. We've never done a Muppet. That's a lie. We did Muppets Christmas Carol. We did. Is that going to be our next project after IT Crowd? We Muppet. haven't decided yet what the next... Because it has to be smaller projects because you're doing less and all that sort of thing. So you can do like one a, one a bit here and there. So Into the Woods... Sorry. So IT Crowd is good as the next project. But what I guess we should probably do League. We haven't done it much more, Alan. We haven't. We've already done Knowing Me, Knowing You, which is interesting. Yeah. Because we were going chronologically, obviously. But yeah, yeah, obviously. We, we should do some Alan after IT crowd. I agree. You can be our TV and Christmas correspondent. Thanks. <laughs> Is there a Dreamcast for 2022? We sort of already touched on it with the possibilities for 2014. A lot of those people could just play it again. I'd like to see Jason Sudeikis as the baker. Oh, do we know if Jason Sudeikis can sing? I bet he can. I bet oh, he, he, they can do everything. Um, Jason Bateman and Laura Linney from Ozark as the baker and his wife. Yes. What, um, what, are, you, what, are, you, what are you doing? What, what, what? She's, yeah. she's a thief. Will Arnett as Cinderella's prince. Mm, that would be wonderful. 
Now we're just casting Arrested Development. You need to watch Arrested Development, Will. I do, I do. I've heard a lot. That and 30 Rock. I know you. that's the sort of American stuff that you'd enjoy. But don't you love The Office US? I do, I do love The Office US, actually. Hmm. Hmm. I don't know. I don't know, Will. Uh, Anything left to say? This is your final Into the Woods, Will. After watching Into the Woods uh, 2014, is there any adjusting you want to do to the song rankings? Anything that's snuck up on you and you want to add in? No, No, I think I'm... I'm now debating, though, whether it's my favourite. Oh. It's between this and Sweeney, and I've always said this. uh, I think... I'm still Follies. I I think... Follies, Sweeney, Company is my top three. I'm excited for George. George is going to... George is great. I think you're going to not like the second act, and I think you're going to love the first act. I think your hot take is going to be that it should be an hour 40. And it should be just the first act. But then, but then the whole merging into the painting doesn't work unless you want to finish it on that. That's how the first act ends. Yeah, exactly. Oh, oh, yeah. I like the second act. It's 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 notes on a theme. It's like the first act is a great, perfect show, and then the second act is okay. Here's a cut song for it's hot up here. Here's uh, another duet. It's it's interesting. I like um, Sunday in the Park with George. Before we end, Will, uh, we didn't get a chance to run down our current top twenty. Uh, if you if you get it up, we can do pot pickers and go back and forth. Oh. Um, let's start at thirty. Let's go from thirty onwards. So thirty. God, that's good. Uh, I've got it up now. Okay. Thirty. <laughs> God, that's good. 29, now, later, soon. 28, some people. 27, side by side, what would we do without you? 26, Ballad of Sweeney Todd, finale. 25, somewhere. 24, a boy like that, now I have a look. 23, tonight, quintet. 22, comedy tonight. Right. Hey. <laughs> 21, that Frank. We're now in the top, now the top 20. 20, pretty women. 19, everybody ought to have, to have a maid. 18, agony. 17, not a day goes by. 16, it takes two. 15, everything's coming up roses. Yes, there is. 14, I'm still here. 13, something's coming. 12, finale, children will listen. 11, take me to the world. Top 10 time. 10, getting married today. 9, could I leave you? 8, roses turn. Seven, company. <laughs> Six, epiphany. Five, sending the clouds. Four, losing my mind. Three, the ladies who lunch. Two, being alive. And should we do the last one together? One, two, three. Oh, I forgot that we were doing <laughs> a little priest. Um, let's talk about this before we finish. Sunday in the Park with George, from what you know of the score, mm. is anything cracking the top 20? I'm going to tell you now that, yes. I, I would agree, yeah. I think so. Move On is might enter the top 10. Mm. <laughs> I'm excited. I, I would welcome something to get getting married out today out of there, because that's not in my top Oof. 10 at all. Well, then, Move On will do it. Move, move On! on. 
Assassins. Assassins is tough. I think there's going to be a lot in the 20 to 40 range. But I don't know if there's a specific song to crack the top 20 in it. We'll find out. And Passion, um, I think I'm, I've listened to the score a couple of times. Uh, Loving You will probably definitely be in there. But it's not my... Um, I don't know it. As I would say I could do masterminds on all of these shows. Um, mastermind specialist subjects. But Passion, I'm not well versed in. And then we have our closing out episode, uh, Celebrations of Sondheim, where we uh, look through all of those. Um, for you, dear listeners, it will only be a week, but for me and Will, it will be four months, Will. It will. It will indeed. That's so much work done. Into the woods. Go again. You have to, every now and then. Um, into the woods, no telling when. Be ready for the journey. We don't need to do this. Um, into the woods, Will. Um, that's it. Is it Right, yeah, so Into the Woods, Sweeney. Sweeney wins. Yeah. Woods is superb. Woods is your second. I want to know what your third is. Me too. Me too? Sondheim did a musical about me too? Great, great stuff. Hashtag. Um, It's not going to be as good as the fake one in um, Red, White and... America or whatever in the SNL episode. Me too. Me too. And you and you and you. It's happened to all of us. How do you do? Me too. Me too. Me too. <laughs> um, no, very. What is your third? Oh, uh, company. I don't know. I really don't know. Hmm? I think it might be George. Ooh, exciting. Uh, well, yes, and that will be part of our celebrations of Sondheim. We will have a ranking of the 10 shows we've looked at. Uh, but that will not be joint, because we're so different, me and Will. We're so different. Uh, well, into the woods we went, and uh, that's that. We, I don't we, came out. We, we both came out. <laughs> that's the moral of the story. Right, see you in four months. See ya. Bye then. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Da ba da ba da ba da da